Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter. It is not bitter talk and education here on the Todd Huff Show. It's good to good to be here, and I appreciate you joining us very much, no matter where you are joining us. And I will tell you if you're joining us on YouTube or Periscope, you're going to have to find a new way to join us because those two platforms are, one, Periscope is coming down. I believe it's tomorrow. I think it's uh, being permanently done away with um, as of tomorrow. And YouTube, as I've shared, and I mean this, this is not <laughs> this is not rhetoric here. This is not me having a little bit of fun with YouTube. There is we have two strikes on YouTube for talking about election integrity and they are going back through they're going back through old um archives of episodes in which we I mean they're going through the episodes between election day and inauguration day line by line I think and so of course we talked about those things and we never made any definitive statements. We talked about things that I think matter, raised questions, pointed out the affidavits. You can't do that. You can't do that on YouTube. So you're going to have to find another place to listen to us. And I think the best place to do that is uh, is the podcast, which you can download for free uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you would listen to podcasts. Or you can also sign up for the newsletter, which is probably the best way to stay in touch with us, Todd at com slash subscribe. A new issue will be going out. Today with our new uh, new column here, so folks, I was I was perusing, browsing some things. I had some I had some things ready, and I we'll still get to them from last night. But I was I was kind of perusing uh, some things this morning in preparation for the program, and I came across a comment. I came across a comment. I don't even know which story this is. I think it's this one. I think I was perusing comments on this lovely story. Oxford music professors suggest scrapping sheet music from curriculum. This is on foxnews.com. Say it's complicit in white supremacy. The faculty members said the curriculum should broaden its music offerings with more studies uh, on non-European forms of, of music. You may not have considered this quite yet, but this is according to... Documents reviewed by The Telegraph, professors said the music notation, sheet music, has not shaken off its connection to its colonial past. I'm not sure how it does that. I'm not sure how sheet music does anything, to be quite honest, besides communicate what someone's written on it. But sheet music needs to somehow shake off its connection to its colonial past. And that sticking to that, sticking to sheet music... The professors, the intellectuals, the over it. My dad has a term for this, and I want to be nice here this morning. 
Uh, please, this is not a broad. This is this is this comment is meant to be applied to people who try to prove. Say, for example, from the movie JFK, I like this line. Theoretical physics can prove that a elephant can hang off the side of the cliff with its tail tied to a daisy. But we have something more important than even the theoretical, and that is common sense. We understand things as human beings. Some things just simply aren't and cannot and defy our our common sense. And so for the folks that try to convince us of things that violate basic logic and common sense, my dad had a term, and it was overeducated idiots. Overeducated idiots. I love my dad in the way that he can – he actually can cut to the, the heart of something sometimes uh, without even, I think, really knowing how he does it. But the, the term applies here. You have professors – you have professors here who are now claiming that sheet music is is racist. I mean, but on one hand, this is totally not surprising, right? I mean, this is this is where we are today. But this is this is my launch point to the bigger issue because I want to want to reference one of the comments that was made in response to this article as I was just kind of perusing. Someone in the comments shared a quote from the book 1984. I don't know if you've read the book 1984. But let me tell you this, you are living, you are living the book 1984 right now. You are living it. It is unfolding before our eyes. George Orwell, also the author of what, Animal Animal Farm, George Orwell, this is, folks, this is prophetic what he has written here from the book 1984, and this was put into the comments of that article I just referenced, which you can look up, and you can just see the the sheer lunacy. Sheet music is tied to colonial uh, times, which, of course, was slavery times, which, of course, is racist, which means sheet music is racist. Where does this this nonsense stop? Listen to this quote, and I want you to ask yourself. This is, again, pulled from the book 1984. Whether you've read it or not, hear me say this again. You are living it right now. You are in the midst of living out the book 1984 by George Orwell. Here is what it says. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book. Pause. Did you see? I saw this yesterday. The Biden, excuse me, the Biden-Harris administration, or if you prefer the Harris-Biden administration, has literally scrubbed the... Um, has has changed a transcript from a Biden. I don't know if it was uh, if it was a it was official business or maybe it was even a answering questions in the media. But nonetheless, it was an official transcript of what the White House had said of what the president had said, and they the president called someone some foreign leader I think by the wrong name, and they went and back and they scrubbed it from from the record. The president makes no errors, folks. But this quote again says, Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Think about Dr. Seuss. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. I mean, this is literally, 
Now, George Orwell didn't put in there, your child's elementary school has been renamed. The president of the United States, the 16th president of the United States, who led this nation past and through the Civil War and its primary cause, which was, without any doubt, the issue of slavery. The one who issued the Emancipation Proclamation, the one who was instrumental, one who was instrumental in freeing black slaves in this nation, he is not worthy of a school in his name. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. Let me tell you another story. When I was in college back 120 years ago, I was, so this is when I was at American University. This may be confusing, just really quickly. I, I attended Butler University in Indianapolis, which is now hosting some of these NCAA tournament games, if you've, if you've been watching. And I think that's good for the alma mater. Hinkle Fieldhouse is an awesome venue. I played football there, and we had our locker room in the basement. That's an awesome venue. Tunnel connecting it to the Butler Bowl and all this. Just a really awesome, tremendous building. All the history, Tony Hinkle, all this stuff. The Butler Way. Anyway, that's where I attended. But I spent a, a semester, my b -b -b junior year. Junior year, it was a semester exchange program. So it was, I didn't study abroad per se, but this was, I guess, the domestic version of that. So I went to Washington, D.C. for a semester did a, a pre-law program at American University, and I, and I loved it. It's really the beginnings of what I do here today. It really is. The beginnings of what I do on this program and the opportunities and the blessings I have to do this started on that campus uh, 20, gee whiz, 22 years ago now. Anyway, I remember distinctively uh, through through my studies – now, now that I'm saying this, I was going to tell you it was at American University. This may have actually been at Butler. So that, that was not necessary in this story. Forgive me. But I was studying uh, and, and doing a report, I think, on something like the Virginia Declaration of Man, I believe. And I was quite literally – I had heard this before, that historians, um, historians had pointed out that there were, would be changes to things in textbooks. So you could go back to the original source and then go to the textbook, and you would find that sometimes the authors of textbooks would change words, going back here to George Orwell's 1984 poll quote here that I were, we're focusing on this morning, but they would change words, and they quite literally, I'm about to pull this up during the break, uh, the Virginia Declaration of Man, which was written, I believe, by Thomas Jefferson. They quite literally changed. There was reference to belief in God, and they changed it. In my textbook, I remember, and it was it was a feeling of, we've all seen things that have been, I think, I think, uh, changed like this. We've We've heard of stories like this. We've heard of textbooks misquoting things or whatever, but to discover it for yourself right there before my very eyes, and this was before, I mean, we were at the beginning of the internet era, but you couldn't, there wasn't a Google, there were multiple search engine platforms, can't even remember what some of them were called, but anyway, it wasn't like you had all this information, which by the way, it leads to another point, 
leads to another point. I was talking about this with a friend the other day, just because we have a whole generation of, of individuals now that if Google says it doesn't exist, that it never happened. And I've got examples, personal examples. My friend had personal examples, too, of things that had happened that Google had scrubbed from its search engines. Do this sometimes. Go, go to DuckDuckGo and Google something. It's got to be something that's got political connotations, especially if it's negative for the left or if it's, or if it's positive for conservatism or truth. Just Google it. Google it and then go to DuckDuckGo. And this isn't a plug for DuckDuckGo. I just, just compare them. Just compare what you find. You'll, you might be Googling something and you might say, I know this happened, but I can't find anything on this. If you've ever been in that situation, welcome to a Google scrub. That's, that's what this was. That's, it happens. I know it sounds crazy to some of you. Others of you have experienced this or fully on board and say it's even worse than I'm describing. But the point is to see these things and experience them for yourself, you feel, I mean, it's, you feel violated. You feel completely as though the author, in the case of my textbook, or the readers, in the case of people Googling things, have quite literally been the victim of misinformation, of misinformation. And the rest of this quote, I didn't finish the last, last line. Or there's two lines. Back to this Orwell quote. History has stopped. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party, capital P, is always right. Mm-mm-mm. Is that not prophetic? Is that not what we are living today? And by the party today, I mean the political ruling class. The political ruling class is always right. Have you ever noticed this? That, for example, which we talked about this yesterday, and we may hit on it again today, the filibuster was never racist before until January 20th, noon January 20th. Crazy. Exactly when Biden was being sworn into office, exactly when he was up there giving a, a sleep fest of a speech, back there when he was standing before dozens of people before his inaugural event telling us whatever nonsense that he's been telling us, which is little because he's not been in front of the media. It's one of the few times we've seen Biden. But as he was up there telling us this gibberish and nonsensical drivel, we had at the same time, for the first time ever, key components of our system of government that were suddenly, they realized, not good. The filibuster, minority party having any voice whatsoever, those things were decided to be evil and needed to be done away with. In fact, Biden said during his one and only press conference, which was an absolute unmitigated disaster and train wreck, I don't blame him if they never put the guy back in front of cameras ever again because that was awful. But he said there that his, we need to change the paradigm. You know, used to, we had to figure out how to be bipartisan, basically, is what Biden was saying at the press conference. Now, we got to change that paradigm. Biden says, I've got 50 votes if I can get all the Democrat senators on board. And then Kamala, she's our 51st. She's our tie-breaking vote. And so that's, we've got to figure out ways that we can work that in our favor, basically. 
I know that when we're not in power, he might as well have said this, when we're not in power, 60 votes are necessary to do anything. We used to, the Democrats used to filibuster. You know, Gorsuch was was filibustered. You know, none of, I think I mentioned this on here, none of the Supreme Courts that Trump nominated would have been uh, actually confirmed had the the nuclear option not been enacted on the filibuster. They act as though they never did it, ever. I wonder if he used the filibuster to prevent a white justice from being confirmed. Is that still racist because of its racist ties, just like sheet music is racist? Folks, nothing exists except, except an endless present in which the party is always right. The government is always right. There's no history. It's all been rewritten. What you Google isn't the full story. It's not even close. Truth is the victim. America is the victim. And we cannot permit this. We are living and breathing the book 1984 as I speak. George Orwell, even with his prophetic writing, and I use that loosely, not in a biblical sense, but, you know, just to be able to predict this, I still think he would be shocked to see the degree at which uh, we've we've embraced really what his book warned us about. A quick timeout is in order. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am, by the way, I am America's realities are as we navigate 1984. Be back here in just a minute. Welcome back. As I sit here and think about the words of the quote from 1984, it makes me want to get myself off the grid, get myself off the grid entirely, which reminds me this program is brought to you by our friends at Indiana Wooded Paradise. Indiana uh, IndianaParadiseRetreat.com is the website. It is located in Morgan County, about an hour south of Indy, 30 minutes north of Bloomington. Nestled in 150 acres with hiking, fishing. There's a lake house that's 11,000 square, uh, 11,400 square feet. Includes theater, game room, gym, bath, indoor pool, hot tub, sauna. If you have a need for a retreat, maybe you, your, I don't know, your a, a church group, a business. Check out Indiana Wooded Paradise. The website, again, is indianaparadiseretreat.com. They've, they're one of the advertisers on this program. They help make this program possible. They may or may not agree with the content. They certainly should agree with what's said on this show, but they may not. They still help make the, bring this program possible. we got to, folks, support our advertisers. I think it's a very, very important thing. And uh, indianaparadiseretreat.com is a way that you can do that and Maybe bring some much-needed rejuvenation and uh, just that, that energy that can come from, from escaping and going into nature and just taking a deep breath from the, the hustle and bustle from, from life. And you can escape 1984 for, uh, temporarily. Now, even, even Indiana Wooded Paradise cannot give you a permanent uh, vacation from the realities that we're facing in this nation, but they can certainly help give you a time of relaxation and rejuvenation. Again, I want to go back to this poll quote from the book 1984. 
And I'm thinking about all sort of certain different things here during the break. I'm thinking about some of the things that we're wanting to do as we continue to grow the program. I mentioned that we have our column, uh, come our weekly column that's now part of our newsletter. Now we're, we're making some adjustments to how we do this. Uh, but but the, the column comes out today. You can get that by email, toddhuffshow.com slash subscribe. But there's other things we're working on too. I've alluded to a Bible study. And then I was thinking maybe we need to go through, maybe for people who are who are interested, we go through, say, a book like 1984. Oz asked me during the break, what do we do about this? I mean, it's it's undeniable. Let me read the quote again if you're just now joining us. And you tell me if you if we are all not in the middle of this story right now, if we're not all living and breathing 1984 right now, this is one line or one poll quote from the book. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. I mean, folks, it is literally where we are. Literally where we are. The party is always right. Now, they're not really right. Let me, let me make that clear. Truth is um, objective. Truth is something that applies. It isn't based upon someone's feelings. Now, sometimes we get confused about what truth is. Sometimes we have faulty opinions. But truth, folks, doesn't need you or me to agree with it. Truth is truth. It stands on its own, and it doesn't simply, you know, it isn't simply truth because the majority says that it is. It is truth because it is true objectively. And, but we live in a world, we live in a world where up is down, day is night, right? All these things happening right before our very eyes. What I read in that poll quote is exactly what's happening to the United States of America. And what do we do? There's there's a couple of different things to look at here. In fact, I've got a whole I've got a whole um, talk designed around this very thing. What do we do? What do we do about these things? We can maybe hit some of those those highlights. Education is important. See, some people though, and this is something that is near and dear to my heart, and I gotta take a break in a minute, but some people think that it's all education. Right now, there is a there is a certain value in, of course, knowing what's going on, being informed and educated. But folks, simply knowing what's going on doesn't do anything. The founders knew, the founders knew that King George was a tyrant. The colonists knew that King George was a tyrant, but they did something about it. See, that's the key. You have to take what you know and then do something about it. You see this. This phrase bantered around that knowledge is power, and there is an element of truth in that, but it is not. It is not completely and totally true. Knowledge is potential power. I'll say that again. Knowledge is just potential power, it is what we do with it. And this is, uh, I don't want to say the danger, because there's, there's no danger 
to talk radio. But the danger sometimes is that people hear and understand and know intellectually what is going on, but we don't take the next steps and do something about it. And that's where my heart is. My heart is not just to know what's wrong, but to do something about it at my core. And I think many of you, maybe the majority of you, maybe the vast majority of you, at your core, you are a doer. You're a doer. And I think it's important that, A, we do know. So there is the issue of being educated, informed, piecing this puzzle together so that we can arrive at a point in time where we can read those words from 1984 from George Orwell's book and say, bingo, bango, that's what's happening right now. I am living that. I am breathing that. We are all living that in 2021. We're all witnessing this, uh, the erosion of this, of this great nation and liberty and this, this insatiable desire for freedom that always comes at the cost, or excuse me, of, not of freedom, but of safety, which comes at the cost of freedom, of liberty. Benjamin Franklin warned us about this, right? He said that if you think that you can, uh, you know, get basically give up your freedom for liberty, your freedom for safety, I should say, get it right here, you don't deserve either one. These things we must vigilantly protect. And education is important and understanding is important. I don't think, and this may shock some of you, winning an argument isn't necessarily important. Persuading people is important. But winning an argument, there's the old saying, those convinced against their will are of the same opinion still. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. We have to move the needle. And education is a part of it persuasion and actually taking these ideas and making sure that they permeate your local sphere of influence is dramatically more important. You you can take, I remember when I was on the school board or when I was in other positions where we would talk about policy and, you know, plan just for the, the, you know, the companies I've been involved with strategic planning and so forth. I came to the conclusion that an average plan that had, that was, being executed that was something that was you could do something with and that people were pushing to be implemented was dramatically better than a plan that was the best plan ever written that sat on the shelf and that's what we're talking about talking about at its core i have to take a timeout quick timeout is necessary here come back and continue our navigation through this 1984 world that we are finding ourselves in You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Thinking here about some of the the issues, some of the ways that we... Some of the issues that prevent us, I guess, from sharing our – some of the things that we can do, I guess, to help promote freedom, constitutional conservatism, respect, and admiration for this country as founded those principles and know for the umpteenth millionth time that does not include slavery. Right? Some people want to say it's an all-or-nothing proposition. You take that issue out, which the founders did not handle properly, although there was even 
you know, issues with that at the beginning as well. There were some folks that were uh, against against that that issue, the issue of slavery from the beginning, but those voices were not loud enough, and that didn't actually change in this nation until Abraham Lincoln, the Civil War, and we've been dealing with other things since then as well. But we live in a different a different place, a different nation than we had upon. Uh, when when it was founded, but the ideas that are embodied in that constitution and declaration, all that really happened at its core was that we understood, or people that didn't want to apply those to all groups of people were eventually moved into the minority, and those who understood that the law, the the, the truth that was being spoken applied to all people, applied to people who were black, applied to people who were not just men, but women. And that's where we are today. You still have individual racists. I'm not going to deny that. But they are a becoming a less and less relevant group of people. They're becoming a smaller and smaller group of people. And so there's a lot of things we need, we need to do. You know, I was thinking about this during the break, too. I had some, uh, we had some folks over recently um, folks that we care about, and we were talking about just, you know, just I was listening. Believe it or not, believe it or not, when I'm in personal settings, I don't give monologues too often. My my wife might tell you that I do. My my wife might tell you that, but I don't typically do that. Well, maybe with my family, but not with a group of people. I I use that time to listen and to learn, and to wait for the opportunity to persuade. Um, at the, at the, I think at the right time, you know, too many people, somebody walks in and says, I'm a liberal and someone says, I'm a conservative and we fight. What is that? What does that accomplish? I mean, that doesn't accomplish anything. It accomplishes ruining relationships, which I think is critically important. You want to persuade people. You got to first have a relationship with them. You got to be educated. You have to know what's going on, but you have to also have to know how to do something with what you know. And it is so much better to listen, to ask questions, to build a relationship, and then to get to the point to where someone is actually, because they know you, what do you think about this? It will happen. I'm telling you, if you're thoughtful and engaging, it absolutely will happen. I can't even tell you how many times that that's happened with me, and I'm sure many of you would attest to the same thing. But something else that that caught my attention from when we were sitting down with these our dear friends the other night was that some of them said, hey, you know, I just, I've tuned it out. I've tuned out politics. And I get it. We came through an incredibly intense time leading up to the 2020 election and then everything that happened after that, the January 6th nonsense, all this stuff happened, right? And it's tense and people just don't, people have problems in their own lives. They have other things they've got to focus on and they, they drift away. They drift away from what's going on and it can be rejuvenating for a moment, And I say for a moment, because that is not the permanent solution. Because, folks, when you look at what this nation and how it's dealt with issues that that have come up throughout its history, you know, there are things, there are well-meaning, good-intentioned things that have happened that never fix the problem. What always fixes the problem is an engaged electorate. Is the American people knowing what's going on and saying, that's enough? No more shenanigans, government. That's enough. That is when 
things begin to happen. Because then the politicians, these jokers, these sophists, these professional deceivers are held accountable for their actions. I'm talking at the ballot box. Don't, you know, you got to say these things today because people, oh my goodness, this is a code talk. No, it's not code anything. It's simply when these politicians are acting like tyrants or idiots or a combination of both, overeducated idiots, as my dad would say, we have to do something to get those jokers out of office. And that something is win at the ballot box. And you win at the ballot box by persuading, educating and persuading people. And that's what we've got to be better at. That's, by the way, the, the foundation of conservative, not bitter university. That's what we seek to do there in a way that's a little bit more hands-on than this show can be. We're talking about issues here. This is, I guess you think about this as bigger picture. And then CNBU is more specifically designed to, to help train and equip conservatives to be more persuasive or whatever the course is, but that's one of them. Help help explain to a conservative Christian what your role is in a constitutional republic, right? These are important things. We're never, we're never really taught these things. Maybe you, you have someone that's explained it to you, but it's not it's, there's not some wide-scale, I guess, program designed to do this. That's what we're trying to do. But, folks, we've got to take little steps that will eventually move uh, into big move or turn into big movements. Because we have truth on our side. We have truth on our side. It's just our job to communicate it, to not cower, to not be told we can't say it, to not be told we can't ask a question about it. Otherwise, that's when bad things happen. We've got to be engaged. We can take a break. I'm not saying that. You can turn it off for a little while, but you can't turn it off and walk away and think that it's going to go away, especially when the other side is hell-bent over taking control of every aspect of your life. And that's what we've got, hence the, uh, the reference to the book 1984 earlier in the program. Got to take a break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Be advised, listening can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. Back here in just a minute. back between the nonsense we have to listen to coming out of the Biden administration, which, excuse me, Harris Biden, Biden Harris, whatever they want to call it today. The nonsense we have to listen to there, the talk of uh, vaccine uh, passports, talk of vaccine passports. I mean, there's no, there's no shortage of things that point to the quote in Orwell's book. Again, I'm going to read it one more time in case you're just now tuning in. Got to get better at getting here earlier, but we'll allow it. We'll allow it. You can always catch the program on podcast if you missed it, but it says this, and we've been talking about this today. Every record, this is from George Orwell's 1984, has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten, every picture has been repainted, every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. The party being the political class. The party being the Harris-Biden administration. The, the, the party being the Democrat party, the media, the narrative of the day. History has stopped because, folks, they, they rewrite history. 
Many people have no idea what's preceded today. As we come to the end of the first quarter of 2021, many folks have no idea what preceded this day. I know the great Rush Limbaugh used to say many people believe history. They know intellectually this isn't true, but emotionally and psychologically, history began the day that they were born. And that is a ter- that is a terrifying place to be. Because history teaches us all sorts of things if we just want to pay attention. We know that governments grow. That is the nature of government. That is why the founders had to put in place a constitution that, in writing, restricted what the federal government could do. Now, the federal government is well outside the bounds of that written document today. Because why? Because we are not demanding that it fits back into that original framework. We're not. Now, you and I might be, but not enough of us. And why aren't enough of us? Because they can change the narrative. They can spin the story with the help of their buddies in the media. And the solutions always require more government, less constitution, every less liberty, every single time, folks. I don't know at what point some folks We'll just wake up and see this. Some folks have no idea. I understand that. They're oblivious. But this is always a solution. How stupid can we be? That's not a challenge and a test, by the way. (laughs) Some people out, not in this audience, but some people out across the fruited plain take that as a personal test to see how stupid they can be. But folks, we have truth on our side. We need to tell more people about it. You got to take a break. Come back and wrap up here in a minute. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. back you know i left out one of the obvious ways the obvious ways to help people understand the beauty of this nation the importance of liberty and that is a tune into this program i mean that is of course the starting point but you knew that already right you knew that already get people to tune in here to this to this program but folks there are things that we can do as well and we have to be willing to engage we have to be willing to persuade because if we don't if we don't, we are in for a an even, even ruder awakening than we have right now, realizing we're living in the midst of 1984. It's not time to panic. It's time to act, right? It's time to do something. It's time, it's time, to, it's time to try to persuade and try to engage people who think some of these ridiculous things. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time, and that's okay. It's going to take time, and that's the way it just has to work. So... I have lots of ideas on that. The time is out, but I've got to go. SDG, thanks so much for listening. See you tomorrow. Take care.